ready. All right, cool. I, I've been assuming you were recording that for off-the-cuff <laughs> conversation. I used to do that, but it, every once in a while somebody would say something mildly incriminating. Oh. <laughs> it's like, well, oh. that's why you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just say you have to come back now, because guess what I have on tape? <laughs> All right, that's good. That sounds good. I awesome. have the evidence. <laughs> hey, everybody. This week we have Jason Picar with us. Thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, did I just scream into the mic? I might have. Um, so this is awesome because we haven't talked about Emo Phillips uh, Except for once, okay. with Jonah Ray, ooh, and uh, E equals M O squared, which is just is a fucking phenomenal album. And I again, I listened to it for the first time for Jonah, but I, I like getting the opportunity to re-listen. And I love that you have the record because mm-hmm. I've never even I've never even seen or held the record before. For two dollars and seventy six cents. Yeah, right. Um, so good. Uh, this is amazing. Record surplus, man. Yeah, no, I the version I had. Um, my brother graduated from high school in 97. Okay. I was in 7th grade at the time. Okay. And I was going through his pile of graduation gifts. He had all these useless graduation gifts. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was a little brother, you know, being bratty, looking through. Sure. And I found this tape that a friend of his had uh, just created. He copied a mixtape mm. of Emo Phillips, E equals MO squared. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I grabbed the tape. And I don't even know if my brother got a chance to listen to it once <laughs> like I says that's my tape it is it is mine and uh, it's it wasn't even just equals mo squared it was equals mo squared and then there was a little bit of tape at the at the end mm-hmm. so the guy decided to add uh some extra songs like um uh shaggy's cover of summertime oh my god yeah it was Holy great it's great that was 1997 no Holy it was 97 crap. absolutely it's amazing pinpoint <laughs> so like emo phillips like he'd be like okay thank you and like everyone's <laughs> clapping and then like well in the summertime where the weather is fine yeah it's great Holy oh my god i love this this is yeah. einstein drawing it's amazing Amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. This yeah. is so cool. This is one thing that, that you kind of... That you, um, uh, people, I'm, I'm a fucking... I hate to say broken record, but I am a broken record on this. Like, you do miss the art. Uh, it, it doesn't in any way... Uh, it doesn't take away from the brilliant shit that you're listening to, but it does enhance it when you do have it. A little bit, anyway. It's nice to hold it. You know, I'm, I mean, my generation wasn't really a record generation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm working at this uh, at this company right now. They have a record player, mm-hmm. and and they have like a whole bunch of records. They've got Nirvana, they've sure. got BC Boys, and it's just it's so cool to just be able to just listen. Throw it on there. Yeah. And then like less than half an hour later, stand up and flip it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if nothing else, it's exercise. It makes you work for the fucking comedy. I man. could use the exercise. Couldn't we all? Yeah. Do, do you? All right. So, what was the first comedy album you ever listened to, though? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I was a huge fan of Weird Al as a yeah. kid. Yeah. To the point where, I mean, I in comedy, I do stand up and hip hop. Mm-hmm. I do both. Mm-hmm. I rap under the name Chosen. Nice. And um, my first kind of introduction to actual rap, not like Criss Cross and MC Hammer uh-huh. and you know that that like real over the top stuff. Yeah. Um, was Weird Al Yankovic's 
he he had some rap songs in in his various polkas. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and like I that's how I learned the words to like the Humpty Dance. <laughs> that is yes. the first time I heard the Humpty Dance was in Weird Al's polka. Amazing. And I was like I remember distinctly I must have been, I don't know, 11 or so, mm-hmm. and I was at the mall with my family getting some food at the food court. I'm waiting in line uh, for the Chinese food, and the guy in front of me, he's like, he's singing the Humpty Dance to himself. <laughs> and, like, you know, I was a kid, and this, like, he seemed like a menacing figure. Sure. And he was just like, uh, you know, he's like, singing to himself he's like the humpty dance is a chance to do the hump and then me as a little kid i'm just like fuck it i'm like do me baby do the humpty hump and he turns around with this look on his eyes like how does this kid even know how does he know this kid is so much cooler than i thought he was when in reality it was weird al yankovic who taught me that maybe weird al secretly did that just to fuck with kids you know no, probably <laughs> just you know what here's here's you're gonna pay the price for listening to my but comments. yeah like okay. i grew up on weird al yeah and i didn't even know the com like most people know emo phillips because he was in uhf right yeah I, I i didn't even know uh i hadn't even seen uhf when i first picked up this tape i didn't even know yeah. that weird al and emo phillips were in any way like affiliated yeah there, oh. uh, he's one of he. I think I think on, UHF might have been the first place I definitely that I saw Emo Phillips to the point where like I didn't know what he was. Yeah, I was like, was that a thing he did for this movie? Was it a da da da? But and eventually I realized he was a stand up. But uh, <laughs> so your exposure was weird out first. Like how how shocking was this to you? At oh that my age? god! I mean, <laughs> like, well, when I first heard, I put this tape in, mm-hmm. and and you you hear this stand up start, and I'm like, oh okay. And at that point, like most of the stand up I'd seen or heard, you know, was Comedy Central stuff. Mm-hmm. It was Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, yeah. you know, that the the bigger stuff, and and. It, their stand-up is always like high energy and jokes sure, yeah. and high energy and jokes mm-hmm. and, you know Seinfeld what's the deal with you know yeah. like and he, and he's talking about himself and, t- and telling true stories yeah. and Emo Phillips takes that and just throws all of it out the window <laughs> It's true. Like he just he takes your expectations uh-huh. for what you think he's gonna say, yeah. and then just says, "No, fuck you. I'm just joking. Right. Everything I'm saying is a joke right now." Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's amazing. Like at one point, I I know he says, um, it, it, you know, like you always expect it to be so fast paced and talking. And he comes out and he's just like talking and modulating up and down and talking and taking his time because he knows he'll get the laugh eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, emo, people come up to me and say, emo, do people really come up to you? I don't know. And it's just like, one, two, like, first of all, he's mocking all of stand-up and all of that. Yeah that tradition yeah. what you expect mm-hmm. and then he's just it's and as a 13 year old kid yeah like this is blowing my mind it yeah. was like the, the craziest thing i'd ever heard i took that tape <laughs> and i would be over at my buddy's place and he'd want to play final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. uh 
Hey, which, by the way, not cool when uh, you're you have a friend over and you want to play a one-player game. <laughs> right. But I and I'd be like, fine. Then we're listening to this, mm-hmm. and then he wouldn't be listening, and I'd be rewinding to make sure he heard. You know, I was walking down the street and something caught my eye and dragged it 15 feet. Like, it's just I was obsessed with sure. it, listening to it constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to an unhealthy level. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like every night when I go to sleep just like listening just uh it was amazing that's so good yeah like, it's one of those things well, I, I did talk to a, a guy named adam lissagor who used to listen to uh, a local comedy station when they actually had a comedy station here and that's what he would listen to when he fell asleep uh-huh. i always wondered how much that affected him subconsciously because <laughs> he doesn't do comedy but he's one of the funniest people i've ever met so it's oh, always cool. you know it's like one of those things where you wonder like that shit's going on while you're dreaming. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, the, you know how when you're in first grade and you fill out a little form, like, mm-hmm. oh, my favorite food is, and I had, like, Cheerios. <laughs> sure, and sure. You know, and I don't know how I knew in first grade that this is something that I was interested in, uh-huh. but it said, when I grow up, I want to be, and I wrote stand-up comedian. Jesus. And I have no idea. Like, how does a six-year-old know what a stand-up co- It's got to be, right. I saw it in some cartoon, or I saw it in something. <laughs> right. As we're like I don't know, uh, so it's always just been a part of me. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and so it's definitely not like one causing the other, but it probably yeah. did mess with my mind. Definitely, no, I had to. It's it's like interesting that you say that too because he the way you were describing, you know, the way he's just playing with what comedy could be because it's in a lot of ways a continuation of what Steve Martin had stopped just a couple years before. Because uh-huh. all of Steve Martin shit was the same concept, just not executed in nearly such this strange way. Such a way, weird... You, know I mean? uh, you don't expect... Like, look at his face. I didn't... Like, I that's the other thing is I knew he sounded weird, but this was like a Memorex copy of... Right. There was no picture of the guy. <laughs> and I wasn't going on Lycos to go check and see... Or Excite.com... <laughs> <laughs> to to see what emo Phillips looks like, yeah. you know, it's just it's crazy. When did you first see what he looked like? <laughs> I, you know, uh, and were you surprised? Probably you. Uh, I was watching UHF, and yeah. I was like, oh, I heard that emo Phillips okay. is in this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too surprised. He's, he's weird sounding, yeah. so he doesn't. He's still. I can't remember if he still has that this haircut he chopped it off for a little while uh-huh. i met him a few months back i'm trying to remember what his hair looked like yeah and i can't remember for the life of me which tells me he probably didn't still have this bowl haircut I, you know i've never seen the man in person or seen like an interview with him where he's not being emo phillips what he we- is absolutely that's who he is that's talking blowing t- talking to him i mean you experience it a lot in you know when you're talking to stand-ups after shows and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, like this guy really is, you know, as awkward, at, not like, not to the not to the nth degree. Sure, that he was. sure, sure, sure. Um, but he's he's is who he is on stage, and he was. Um, uh, a friend of mine was throwing uh, the the class of Chicago Fest. It was all uh, great Chicago comedians. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Carl Kozlowski at uh, RadioTitans.com, okay. um, who you should talk to uh, uh, about the that uh, the emo Phillips being on here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he, so, and he was screening a movie that he had shot in the early nineties. Okay, 
uh, just this weird movie. I don't even. I can't remember if he was playing the flute or the cowbell in the movie. Just it was. It was just weird, and it was emo. And then I saw him afterwards, and he's just the sweetest guy. I bet. Yeah. So nice, and I had to tell him that you know he. I I admitted to him that I'd been listening to a pirated copy of his comedy yeah. uh, for years and years and years, and he was fine with it. Sure. So I'm like, great, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, it's... I don't even know what to say about the man. You I, know? I, I bet. I bet. Well, I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of time to sit down and talk with no, him. No, it was, so. like, outside after a show, me being like, oh, yeah, yeah no. I love you, Emo! <laughs> I met Gene Wilder once, and I didn't know what to fucking say. Yeah. I, I, I misspoke. So, I mean, I, what could I say about the guy that I didn't already <laughs> think? You know, I already know what he means to me. Right, you know? exactly. So it's like, what, what, what the fuck? You know, what's interesting, too, is, like, and I wonder, like, maybe when you got started out in comedy... Did you ever get the advice in uh, where people would... Because, you know, I, I got to watch some of your stuff, and you actually do get quite... Not, like, crazy personal, but, I mean, it does come from a personal place where some people can do a character like this. Right. It feels like either nobody ever gave him the advice to use who you are. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And he's like... Or somebody did, he said, mm, fuck it. And, yeah. you know, just said, I don't want to do that. That's what it is, because, you know, everyone is coming from a place within themselves. Even, like, Gallagher at the time was smashing watermelons, but that was Gallagher. Yeah, like, yeah. that's who Gallagher was. Right, right. And, uh, and Emo is sitting there, and he'll, like, he'll contradict himself... <laughs> from one joke to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He'll say, you know, at one point he'll talk about how he doesn't want to get married, and then later he'll talk about how he proposed to a girl. <laughs> right, right. You know, he'll talk about how his, uh, oh, when, you know, when he grew up, his parents always told him to stay away from the cellar door, <laughs> stay away from the cellar door, and when, when he finally found it and finally walked out, he saw th beautiful things he'd never seen before, like trees and the sun. The sun was nice. Like, like he'd say that, and then later he'd talk about how, uh, you know, he grew up, he was born in Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. When he was two, his parents moved to Downers Grove, yes. and when he was ten, he found them. Right, right. Or, like, when he was, um, uh, oh, he... He'd always remember. I don't remember if this is on Equals Emma Squared or a different album, mm -hmm. but it, he has another great joke that I love, uh, where he says, um, "I was, uh, I always love something along the lines of I'm bastardizing it now because this is from memory." Sure, but um, I always loved the sight of the first snowflake as it fell from the sky, well, and I would always run to the front door and say, "Mommy, mommy, look! It's snowing! It's snowing! You have to let me in now." <laughs> And it's just like, well, is he trapped in the cellar for his childhood, or is he? I love it. <laughs> is he outside forever for his childhood? And you it's great. don't, and you fucking, it doesn't. He's, it doesn't matter. You know, like who? Uh, well, a few people actually have come on recently wanted to talk about Rodney Dangerfield. Sure. And I wouldn't normally compare the two, except that it is just joke after joke after joke after oh, joke, yeah. based on a kind of a basic character trait where Rodney Dangerfield is just—he's just this dirty stand-up. He's uh -huh. just this guy who deals with whores and a, and a wife that he hates. And <laughs> Stupid kids, and he's which, by insane. the way, my dad would really love me to talk. Not the horse part, but he has <laughs> he has given me the advice of like, oh, Jack Benny only talked oh he talked about his wife. Why don't you talk about? And I'm like, I don't even have a girlfriend. Right. How am I going to talk about my wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and I just I, I just don't know where he pulls this from. But again, it is it's not rapid fire, but it is nonstop. Yes. At no point does he give in or all, all of his pauses. Yes, right. Every single moment he takes between, you always hear the titter of laughter. And I mean, I don't know where this was recorded. It sounds like there were I don't know thirty people in the room, yep, yeah, twenty people Very in small, the room. Yeah. Like it is not. And that's the other thing is like I was used to these big productions and these big shows. Sure. And and this like you hear every audio edit mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like you hear huge laughter and then it just goes into like him starting a new joke mm-hmm. you know um, <laughs> oh, I I, uh, I don't know what sorry no 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 I'm don't lost worry. in the moment that's that's fine it, um, and then he like he's doing his stand up he's doing his stand up and then he does a song yes. Yes, and then he does a song that he 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 supposedly entered into, <laughs> and got fifth place in the local Downers Grove, and it's just, I mean, as a guy who does comedy and music, mm-hmm. um, much like uh, that's the Weird Al influence on sure, me. Sure, sure. I, I mean, that's emo too because that told me you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. You are. You can just say, hey. Do you want to hear a song? Do you want to hear a poem that I wrote? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you want to... Oh, uh, his tribute to Elvis? <laughs> Thanks, Elvis. Like, that's so <laughs> stupid. But it, I love it. Yeah. It's... it's uh, Oh, my God. And it's it's very kind of Dada as far as uh, stand-up goes. And for 85... Was that 85? I think so, yeah. He And, and the other weird thing that weirded me out is he's only done three albums over his whole career. 80, <laughs> 85, 87, and then I think 2010. Right, yeah. What the fuck? And I... And I I don't know what his comedy's like now. I mean, did you get to well, see no, him Well, no, you know, perform? I think... I don't think he's... I, I saw him... They, they showed this movie. Just that showed he, the movie, yeah. They just showed the movie. Yeah. I, I'm not... I don't know if he, how much comedy he's doing. Right. I don't know how much he wants to be kind of known or like mm-hmm. he he obviously anyone would appreciate a fan especially after all these years. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But I don't I'm not sure that's like what he's necessarily worried about or thinking mm-hmm. about right now. Probably not. Yeah, yeah I mean that's that's a, that's a good point. Do you uh, he's a guy who I, I obviously have no idea how he found his character or how he found his voice, but for you for a guy who doesn't have and most people don't have this kind of <laughs> a character character on stage. Uh-huh. For, what's the process like for finding what it is in you that is worth kind of amplifying? You know what I mean? Uh, How, you know, to turn into something. Right. I mean, if not that, that's uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's all slow growth and practice. Yeah. is all that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes down to the first time I ever did stand up. Um, I was at an open mic in New York, and you pick your number, and I got 50, <laughs> which meant that I went up, like, right before 3 a.m. on a Monday night, <laughs> oh my God. Um, and the only people left were, like, the dude who ran the, the open mic, which was more of a music open mic than a comedy open <laughs> mic, uh-huh. um, and then this, like, just black transvestite who was there. <laughs> and I, our transgendered individual, or whatever the sure. appropriate term is. Uh-huh. Um, and I went up there, and I did the comedy that I thought would be great. Mm-hmm. And I got one response to one joke. Not a laugh, <laughs> uh-huh. but I got kind of like, oh, or oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I was like, okay, 
all right, I can grow from that. And sure. So the next performance, you go and you see and you you say something and you see what the response is, and then you just you keep. It's like doing a personal just market research every time you go up on stage. Yeah. And then eventually it gets to the point where you just get comfortable with whatever you say you're pretty sure you can pull something out where if you get into a, a tough spot you always got something in your back pocket to get the laugh that you need sure um and then it's just okay well if i have that then I, it's more free and you can really just like talk about whatever you want especially in a good like I have a great open mic that I go to every Monday, or not every Monday, but Mondays, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like in the back room of Mom's Bar in Santa Monica, and it's just like super friendly, and there's free ice cream, and awesome. comedians listening to other people's comedy, right. and enjoying it, oh, and okay. a few so bar not patrons. Speaking in 1997, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if anybody can hear that. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I love a good car riding by with the bass bump. It's in. always great. <laughs> yeah, that's LA. Yeah, no, it really is. Do you? I do you? When you listen to something like this, does it kind of does it make you jealous as to how? Not just. I mean, it's obviously comedy that influenced you, so you're gonna love that. But how polished it is to the point where, like, the, the word choice is so beautiful. Uh-huh. And, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever? I mean, is is that something you shoot for? Or are you more for like, well, this came out the right way out of me. It wasn't necessarily word choice. It was uh-huh. just the right joke at the right time. Well, um. You know, I try and keep track of... Well, it's interesting you ask that, because I do stand-up and hip-hop. Sure, yeah. And in hip-hop, it is absolutely the specific word choice with the specific rhythm, and that's practice over and over. Like, when I have a rhyme that I'm doing, like, I'll be riding in my car just constantly over and over repeating to get that rhythm right. Okay. Um, And then with my stand-up... you know, I come off very casual. Like I, 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 I some people write everything that they're going to say, mm-hmm. um, which is a way to go. Sure. Um, I'm better if I just know what topic and the general thesis of the joke that I want to talk about. Okay. And then after I've done it in a few small rooms and found the right way to say that joke, I lock it in and then I just hold it there and it stays the same, the same right. Okay. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, it is interesting how polished he is, especially when he seems so unpolished. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I mean, his story about, um, uh, you know, the riddle. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. When I was, I went around asking people that question. <laughs> I went around telling people that joke. <laughs> and and if it got a laugh, I'd be like, okay, but that's not my joke. This guy sure, emo sure, Philip. Sure. Like, I'd be citing my sources. You can check that's the bibliography. Awesome. <laughs> most people do. You know, Rosie O'Donnell won an early stand-up contest by doing Jerry Seinfeld's act, right? Really? She was super young, and she went to like a local stand-up, and she just did it and pretended it was her. Oh my god! Yeah, she could get it. away with that back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Isn't that amazing? Oh my god! Yeah, it's you know what's really <laughs> funny is I went, I did a pilot uh, a few. This is a few years back. Nothing okay. ever happened with this, uh-huh. um, but someone decided that it would be a good idea to get comedians and have them do 
uh, other comedians' jokes as if it was karaoke, uh, and and they called it Jokeroki. Oh my god, Jokeroki or Joe Karaoke? I don't know exactly how it was pronounced. Uh-huh. I think it was Jokeroki. Okay. And so I show up to this thing, and it was a friend of a friend who was like, "We need comedians for this thing." And uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, fine, sure." Yeah. Um, and so I go to this Jokeroki thing, and they explain what it is, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like. They have these binders with bits that you're allowed to do that they want to see if you can do. Uh, the same way you have a book of songs. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, please let there be Emo Phillips and Mitch Hedberg. Sure, sure. Please let there be Emo Phillips and Mitch Hedberg. Please let there be Emo Phillips and Mitch Hedberg. And sure enough, there was an Emo Phillips joke and there was a Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh-huh. And I, I went in and I started with the Emo Phillips and they were really extremely surprised because no one really pulls out the emo Phillips. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bit of an unexpected move. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I talk like this, but when I, you know, when you're telling an emo Phillips joke, <laughs> in general, you should try and say it the same way of that course. he would say it. Of course, it. yeah. Um, and I think it was, uh, uh, this. it wasn't, I think it was off Hasty Comedy Pudding Club or oh, whatever. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, it was... Um, I was talking to my sister's husband. He's German. You know, I'm not getting the exact (laughs) words right. My sister's husband is German. We're eating breakfast. And he said, Emo, we can't get bagels like this in Germany. And I said, well, whose fault is that? (laughs) And it's just like... I mean, it's you're a different person. It's it's like some sort of weird... I don't alien yeah. trying to be human and not quite getting it. <laughs> right, right. But completely getting it mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah, yeah. I want to know how you discovered that's in you, though. Like, I want to know what it was. Obviously, oh, I want to get him on the, the show performance? and ask him. Yeah, I just want to know what the fuck he was pulling out yeah. of himself that needed to come out. Where, like, if you watch, like, you're talking about Eddie Murphy earlier. If you talk, if you watch Eddie Murphy, there. It's clear who that guy was. Yes. He tells you who he was. He was a poor kid growing up in the ghetto who who made good, yeah. is wearing this leather suit. But, hey, by the way, I don't mind telling you about my piece of shit father. I don't uh-huh. mind telling Like, I was clearly, like, at least if not abused, treated like garbage by my stupid piece of shit father. Right. Which comes up so much. Like, there's so much of, like, he does this impression of his dad that's just like, oh, man, you're harboring. Not even harboring. Uh-huh. You're letting it come out. Like, you know where that comes from. When somebody doesn't talk about who they are. Well, I mean, he doesn't talk about who he is, but he does in what he chooses to talk about. Sure. Like, he talks about going to see the school psychologist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yes, right. And, and it's a really twisted mind that comes up with the setup for a joke being a uh, psychologist is secretly testing <laughs> what, the child's mental state with a chocolate bunny right. and explaining, oh, the ears are normal, and this is the feet are this, and the tail's that, and whatever. Right. And then he's he pulls out, biting out the eyes and screaming, "Stop staring at me!" Like that comes from a twisted, <laughs> twisted mind. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you uh, do you ever find yourself? I mean, that's one thing. Like a lot of it's super dark, but doesn't come out as come off as dark because <laughs> he's so goofy. I mean, do you find yourself? Uh, struggling ever with I don't know how dark oh. you get but struggling with making that accessible I mean your own darkness I yeah I don't go dark on stage really no I'm not, I'm not really a dark uh yeah not really like ta- that's when you talk about like that's 
I haven't found the comedy in the dark yet. Okay. Okay. Emo found it. Yeah. I, yeah. And and it's there obviously because that's what most of sitcom humor is in sure. the first place. Sure. Um, but you know, is I I've seen too many comedians go up. And treat it like therapy. Oh sure. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it is therapy because it makes you feel really good. Of course. And it gives you an adrenaline rush, and it lets you say stuff that um, you want to get off your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I mean, I guess I go a little dark when I uh, I talk about like to catch a predator stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's like harder to joke about that. For sure. That's like. I don't know. It's fun. It's funny to joke about it. My rabbi was called on to catch a predator, uh, but like at some point, it just turns into like that's that's like a, a guy. And, like he's, he's of course he's paid his dues and mm. he's moving on with his life. And so you know, I, I sometimes hesitate to even bring that out just because mm-hmm. like I like I don't know. I, I I'm a bit of a comedy hippie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I like you know like. Positive vibes. No, that's good. Happy. That's strong. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that, and they 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 might want to, but they're fighting themselves to right. not to 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 be that way. You know, where if you've got again, like if you try so hard to be darker or so self unaware that you're just doing, like you said, the therapy shit. Right. That's that. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it might be a little harder to be positive. Yeah. On stage. No, definitely. Especially somebody who's got it, who who likes and has a hip hop background. Yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, you can get a little more serious with the hip hop, mm-hmm. but then, uh, you know, it's. I al- I feel like hip hop always has punchlines in its tradition. Sure. Sure. And comedy and hip hop to me make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. especially in in just the way that you know, as. They they're both something I do, therefore it makes sense as a combination of course, for me. Of course, <laughs> um, um, <coughs> you know. But it is, you know, people want that comedy. Like p- people always love a good punchline in hip hop. Um, you know, the kind of thing that makes you go whoa. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's and those are the things that you remember and you want to hear again. You yeah. Know? Um, and it's it's nice. And I have I. I've been trying to kind of. I'm. I'm in the middle of recording an album. I'm slowly doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm. Uh, I. I was in this Power 106 competition uh-huh. where uh, it was from hundreds of songs, and then it went. It was straight up March Madness. It went 64 to 32, and 32 to 16 to mm-hmm. 8 to 4, and I ended up in second, which felt Shit. like great. Yeah. You know, because with my stupid song about how. I, I'd be happy to grab rain, but I can't make it rain because I don't have that much money. Mm-hmm. Grabbingrain.com if you want to give it a listen. Uh-huh. Grabbingrain.com. Awesome. Um, awesome. But uh, the fact that, well, A, I had so many Facebook friends who were willing to vote for me of every course. day. Of course. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, and some, some people who every day, they would like message me and be like, I voted today. And I'd be like, thank you. You're the best. Go tell some people to vote for me. Yeah. But ultimately, I ended up against a guy who had like 230,000 Vine followers. Jesus. I just couldn't fight with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have had a little bit of success and just keep trying to, to push it forward and... and see what I can do with hip-hop on its own outside of just the comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really nice. 
That's awesome. Yeah. No, that, that, that's amazing. And actually, I, I don't, because I'm not, I don't have a hip-hop listening background of any kind uh-huh. that much. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York, so it's not, wasn't really a big thing. Uh, are, you, where, are you from grew, New York? I'm from Maryland, actually. Oh, you're from Maryland, yeah, okay. I'm from Maryland. I'm oh. from Rockville, just north of Washington, D.C. Okay, D. all right. Um, and I, you know, I grew up... I, I had heard some of the hip hop. We talked about the Weird Al, sure, and the um, MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice and Criss Cross, naturally. Um, but I think like my first like real hip hop listening was in tenth grade. I had heard um, it's tricky. Uh, oh, sure. From yeah. Run DMC, yeah. I think I saw it in Road Trip or something uh-huh. like that. Okay, all right. Um, and a buddy, my buddy uh, Alex Mazer, who does some hilarious Snapchats, uh, where he's. <laughs> Uh, a hair talk show. Uh-huh. It's amazing. It's called Hair Talk. Um, but uh, look it up on Instagram if you can find it. Um, but he he made me this this mixtape of just all these old school hip hop songs or CD mix CD. Okay. Uh, Tribe Called Quest, um, De La Soul, Peas Porridge, and um, uh, even just like more random shit like. Um, there was this one track called Hip Hopra mm-hmm. with uh, uh, there was the Fugees and Bounty Killer and it was oh my god uh-huh. um, and just like I don't know I started listening to that feeling that more and more and then yeah. I I started like every once in a while I'd I'd write a rap mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily show it to anyone sure. or tell anyone about yeah, yeah, yeah. it or like um, at the end of a trip I was on I wrote a kind of a joke rap for everyone about mm-hmm. like everything that had happened nice okay um when lazy sunday came out i wrote a, a i was in college at the time i wrote a response to that of course on my college town of course i didn't record it but oh. i wrote it um, <laughs> it's like your diary rap was your diary no for a bit. seriously <laughs> um it still is like you know I'm, I'm able to i mean i don't know so like sometimes sucky stuff happens sure. it's nice to be able to talk about it like I have this one track I, I don't often do it but it's I, you have a, I, every rapper has a song about uh, ladies sure naturally um, uh, and and I'll tell the full story this guy I was I, I was on the rooftop of my apartment building rapping as I normally do at this party okay uh, that's, <laughs> and when I was in New York that was like my main stage was like rooftop weekends awesome. like crowd just people like everyone in the apartment would invite friends over and we'd be barbecuing that's and i had great. a boom box and that's awesome and so he comes up to me i i did one of my like i had a couple raps at that point they were much more comedy mm-hmm. heavy um and uh, i this guy comes up to me and he's like hey man uh let me play a beat for you and he plays a beat and i'm like oh that's pretty good he's like yeah so let me hear something about like a dirty bitch and I'm like what and he's like yeah like a down like a dirty hoe just like let me hear just lay it out and I'm just like I don't have a what I don't have what so and then he and then the chorus starts playing of this beat that he had, uh-huh. and the beat the chorus is literally, bitch, she's a bitch, a fucking bitch, she's a bitch, bitch, she's a bitch, and I'm just like I didn't I didn't have anything for that guy, but the next morning I woke up and I was on the roof again in the sun, uh, and and I ended up writing a story not about a, a bitch necessarily, mm-hmm. um, I wrote about. Uh, how I, I don't like the term BFF because all ladies want to be my BFF but don't want to date me. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. more of an early 20s problem. Mm-hmm. I've solved that one. Sure. Um, 
But then, uh, in the second verse, which I almost never do, I talk about uh, this uh, ex-girlfriend who I had gone up to Toronto and, you know, like, we went out, I took her out on, like, a pretty expensive date, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was like a two hundred dollar dinner, Canadian, sure, but still, sure, sure. it's like I don't know one seventy, one hundred seventy. It was like expensive. It was like entirely. It was like right? artistic food, and oh, I wanted okay. to check out that kind of food. Naturally, and, yeah. and I was like, yeah, and I'm in town, and I can bring her out, and then we'll go back to her place. And and what ends up happening is, um, she, uh, we're making out, mm-hmm. and then she starts crying, oh. and then she tells me that. This is reminding her of when she was molested when she was oh, three years old. Oh, Jesus. And so, like, as a oh, guy to hear that, God. as a guy to hear that, that's, like, oh. that's 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 tough on many levels. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so, and then, and then I, we, we, I, I hugged her mm-hmm. uh, all night, and then I uh, left in the morning, yeah. like, and yeah. nothing happened, obviously, because yeah. that's a mood killer. <laughs> um, but that's something I can talk about in my hip hop. Wow, that was a long train <laughs> ride to get back to that. Um, where uh, uh, let me, I'll just do it. Let me, let me see if I can remember the words all real right, quick. All right. I'll just do it. I don't do this one often. I have other tracks. This is an older one. Um, Okay, hold on. Let me. Will you cut out this time when I'm just like thinking of? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. It's All too right. much work for me. I don't get paid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's your work. You better. You know, no. Yeah. No. No. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Let me. What I need is the beat. You need a beat. Okay, yeah. that's how. Well, I can, I'm gonna put the beat on on my phone right. because it's amazing. No one's I need, ever done this. I on need my some show. sense memory. Well, what I will say is what I was saying earlier while you're pulling that up is I I've never drawn the direct association between the build up, the setup, and the punchline, and and the way hip hop does build to those moments. Uh huh. You know, and they're it, very similar. That actually instantly gave me a new appreciation for hip hop, even though I don't necessarily relate to all the hip hop people were listening to when I was first hearing it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the first shit that ever attracted me was like the late shit that white people always listen to which was the sh- vanilla ice and that crisscross w- but even before that though was like gang- rappers delight and shit like that, oh yeah that stuff was which also I when I funny. yeah I remember you know I, mean? I, I did that in, at karaoke in like 12th grade mm-hmm. was karaoke or joker rookie no no this was karaoke <laughs> I love me some good karaoke. That's why I felt Jokeroki was a, an appropriate match. No, naturally, naturally. Um, <laughs> here we go. Hold on. But see, the tough part is I'm skipping ahead to the second verse. Right. Um, just do an Emo Phillips song for the first uh, a bit for the first time. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna do both verses. <laughs> all right, all right. That's a, all I can think. I have better songs though, man. <laughs> no, I don't want this to represent me. I don't want that to represent me. Is it? Do you, all right. Do you want to do another I'm, one, I'm or do you want do... me to put a clip? In? All right. Oh yeah, put put some emo on. I, I, well, we're, no, I always put a clip. I cut clips into the show. Oh okay. But we never play them. During I can the show. do some live. I, I like doing live performance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is my single. It's called Grabbing Rain. All right. Good. I wonder if it's picking it up. Let me hear how it sounds. 
I wanna kill it making money. Kids inheritance won't ever end. That's good, we'll hunt. Even though I'm no Matt Damon, got no children yet, I'm hoping to be Raymond. Syndication, add some dollars to the bottom of your statement. Wanna be like Mike, not Jordan, Mike, and Molly. Oh, I'll never try that. If you got some, would you call me? Wally with the ladies' garbage, pick our seeking Eve. The beard is wizard, baby, ain't no tricks up my sleeve. Words turning you ward, you're like insane. The joke is Game of Thrones, so you know this ain't the Donacino no rivalry. I'm just me. Though when my hangover's in Vegas, I'm a fake, and that's just fine with me. So give it up for Zach D. Elephantakis paving the way, and now today I got this. Woke up from my nap, and I have to find more cash. Is not clay. Someday I'll be grabbing the rain. If it's so easy, where is my money? Let the chorus play it out. <laughs> Go through, you know. You know, there's some jokes, there's some rhymes. Coming out of nowhere, don't know where to begin. You want a little drizzle? I'm not storm from the X-Men. Whether making it like Grisham or if I'm the man like Dustin, there's no metaphor suited for how my dented ass is fought and cuts and poker. I'm a joker on the side of lots of bluffing. Having me for dinner, I'm a turkey, I'll be stuffing. Cute like I'm a puffin. Surreal, I'm no MacGuffin. Never bite, I ain't McGruffin. Leave a mark on you like scuffin'. Nothing in my way, I'm slowly clearing a path. May not be singing in the rain, but I can still make them laugh. I craft raps on my bad back with a laugh track in mind. Get your hands up in the air like there's some rain in the sky. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the vibe I, I like love to give no, I love it. And that's... What is interesting, though, is that you got, you got me thinking, uh, is that when you're rapping... I syncopate up and down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But there's, there, there's, there's also... When we talk about voice and comedy... Uh, you know, we're only talking about, again, like, word choice. We're talking about rhythm. We're talking about if we pick a character. We're talking about uh -huh. perspective, point of view, which is all important in rap. But you literally do a different voice when you're rapping. You're a different sounding voice. And you do it different types of... But, I mean, it's... it's it. Did it does that come out just, like, yeah. on its own? Well, the thing is that I want it to sound like it sounds in my head. Okay, yeah. And in order for it to sound in my head... Uh, to sound like it sounds, then I need to feel the music, and I gotta, I gotta get in there running. Like right now, we're talking, and you know, this is the natural rhythm to sure. my voice. Sure. But I really enjoy those little, like, um, the she sells, she sells moments. Mm -hmm. You know, of mm -hmm. just like and just like trying to put together rhymes that interest me. You know, I get rhythms in my head, and then I write words to the rhythm. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it is a different voice, a little bit. Yeah, it's still my voice. Oh, of course, it's, yeah, it's one hundred percent me. Yeah, but um, it comes down to, uh, you know, if if I if the same way when you sing, mm -hmm. your voice isn't going to sound. Of course, exactly no, of course, yeah. Um, and I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> I mean, I the, I did plays when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And like that's what got me into improv, which is what got me. Etc. Etc. Sure. Um, but um, I did plays. And we did musicals, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what you do when you're in, in, in middle school. It's Naturally. all middle. And and I did like acting camp in the summers. Mm -hmm. um, and I would never. I was always the character who didn't get a song, oh. or, or the no, because I still got to be a character. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm not right. singing. Okay. Or like uh, we did a with quite a bit cut out. We did a version of the Who's Tommy. <laughs> And uh, oh my God. there was quite a bit cut out. I bet. Well, first my main song was cut out. I, I played uh, Uncle. I played Uncle Ernie. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, okay. I really tried very hard to um, rally and try and get the um, directors of the camp 
uh, JJ and Dinesh, I tried to convince them that they should uh, let me sing it, but be a really bad violin player. <laughs> and it's okay to play the violin badly because Tommy can't see or hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Which did That's not. The song good. just got cut. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But but Tommy's Holiday Camp mm-hmm. was a song, but they felt comfortable letting me sing it because uh-huh. it's. I yeah. essentially kid rapped it. Yeah. Like yeah. It was yeah. A, yeah. it's a rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you can't sing it. <laughs> right. 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 That's fucking funny. The uh, brother Ali is a, a hip hop artist I like a lot, and he says. I don't rap, I sing off key. Uh huh, yeah. One thing you can never do is diss Ali. Like, <laughs> I don't it's, like it. um, yeah, it's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is off key. And it is like, you know, I'm trying to, to bring a certain melodic nature to my voice, which is there when I'm talking, I'm up and down and this and that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just everything's crammed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, talking about it now, like, the way my voice does go up and down, like it is a little emo s. Oh yeah, 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 and it's very deliberate on his part to to find that though. Within again, that's what you have to do to rap. I mean, you don't have to do much with your voice when you're doing stand up. I don't imagine. No, you know, it's you talking. Yeah, you, you have to do much more with with. with I, your I just got to think about timing exactly. when I'm on stage. Yeah. Whereas you do get to play around more hip hop wise with a, I don't, I don't want to say a character because that seems like I'm kind of trying to diminish it, which I'm not. Right. Well, no. I mean, there's a reason why you take a separate name, right? Sure. Um, and you know, I rhyme under the name Chosen, mm-hmm. which, by the way, not spelled like the current cartoon on the ah. FX network. Yes. Um, uh, they spelled C H O Z E N. I spelled C H O Z I N N. I've been rapping under that name since 2007, mm-hmm. so I'm not changing because some show came out. Right, and it gives me hip hop beef mm-hmm. in the comedy world. It certainly does. Because Bobby Moynihan, I'm calling you out, man. <laughs> like, does anyone out there know Bobby Moynihan? Because if you know Bobby Moynihan, please inform him that we have official hip hop beef. <laughs> I'll email Scott Ackerman and tell no, him. No, yeah, to please. Tell no, no, Bobby seriously. Moynihan. No, please let him know. <laughs> because we have beef. We we have beef hamburgers, mm-hmm. beef and broccoli. Like that's great. There is beef between me and Bobby Moynihan and he doesn't know he it. He doesn't have any He's idea. not aware of it. <laughs> and like I don't hate the guy. I take a paycheck too. But like I you know, I should be writing the raps for that show. <laughs> they took my name. <laughs> All right, that's the next episode. You two can face off. Oh my, that, actually, that would be amazing. Holy shit! Because I'm sure he would he would love it. Oh um, uh, yeah. Oh, he's totally down, Bobby. He'll just. Be, oh yeah, sure. Come on out to Burbank. <laughs> oh my god. We'll get some Big Mamas and Papas. Yeah, there you go. Big Mamas and Papas, official pizza of the Oscars. <laughs> that's funny that's right yeah you live right by oscar pizza apparently look at me yeah that is a fancy land that is a big slice i'm sorry that box is massive was the slice as big as that box the slice was exactly the size of this box frightening have you never had a slice of i've had their pizza but i don't recall ever having a slice that fucking big when you buy a slice from big mamas and papas (laughs) it is this size now if you're listening in the dc area imagine Mm -hmm. a slice like a super slice or a slice from bobley and adams morgan 
area. Right. Um, that was for your listeners. Sure, it's, no, it's, I understand. I'm not sure. If my you... my my sister's in that area right now. Oh yeah, so, so well, maybe she knows what I'm talking about. She might know. About. She might know Super Slice when you're drunk and Adams Morgan. You get these huge two plate slices of pizza, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what this is. And it's just a gigantic. It is massive. Uh, but this isn't even like from their biggest pizza. You know they have a contest where it's. Yo, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know if you can eat. <laughs> Like a 54 inch pizza with seven other people or something like that in under two hours, uh-huh. then you, I don't know. Yeah, like, I think you get the pizza for, you have to pay for the pizza ahead of time. Uh huh. Then, but then they pay you back for the pizza and then you get plus like some amount of money that will never cover the fucking gastrointestinal uh-huh. pills that you're going to have to I once with. tried, well, I've tried a couple of these things. Uh huh. I tried a kilo burger and failed one bite away. That's oh 2.2 pounds. Oh my God. Um, Failed one bite, literally one bite that away. Sucks. Uh, it came out like um, like it was a meat grinder. Uh-huh. Uh, went right back into the pan <laughs> oh, I was eating God. out of. Um, and then uh, I also I tried in college. I tried to eat a seventy-two ounce steak, um, and I only made it fifty-eight and a half ounces. Um, uh, it was a very good steak. And, by the way, a $50 steak, which, if you're going to spend $50 on the steak, uh-huh. it better be 72 and a half ounces. Sure, sure. Holy <laughs> God. That's but I failed at both of those. There's no sad. way I could do this pizza. Yeah, right, I'm not, right. You know, when you're young, you think you're invincible. <laughs> you think the world's your oyster. <laughs> when you get to be my age, you find out you can't... Uh, you can't eat like you used to, and you never were able to eat like that in the first place. You know, I like that you the, the album you picked is one you sort of discovered on your own out of out of nowhere. Did you say it was a graduation present for your brother? For my brother. What a shitty friend that gives him a no. no what a I'm great kidding. friend. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I saw. I like saw a bootleg, that guy. Though, is your graduation? Yeah. Well, I saw. Funny. I you know because you get the good gifts from like your friends' parents yeah, yeah, or like yeah. your parent your your relatives and shit. Yeah. Um. And he, I saw him over Thanksgiving this year, okay. and I was like, oh, by the way, that tape you gave Matthew, mm-hmm. um, it actually, I stole it and I listened to it forever, and he was like, uh, really happy to have been That's able awesome. to, to help out like that. That's so good. Yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, just stumbled upon it mm-hmm. in, in a way that, I mean, I don't even have a tape player anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I did. Understandable. I mean, because that would make playing from my iPod in my car easier. That would. Because I can't do that <laughs> oh. now. Um, too many radio stations. Did your parents have comedy albums sitting around? Was that a thing for you or no? Not really. Okay. No, my parents had like a, a cabinet of albums okay. that no one ever did anything with. Okay. Um, you know, my parents were more. Um, Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy seven seven thirty. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think I can't even remember any times they would just listen to music. Huh. They because I mean, my dad he worked from home uh, part of the week, and he he'd be working in New York the rest of the week, and um, he would be commuting from home, and he had a little TV on, mm-hmm. just with whatever, just with noise to keep yeah, that going. Yeah. And the same with my mom, like, she'd be um, home from work or whatever, cooking dinner, TV on in the kitchen, mm-hmm. TV, it's just like, TV was their music. Sure, sure, TV sure. TV was their LPs, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure at some point they used to listen to, but then just, you fall out of it. Of course, of you course. Know? Um, 
Yeah, no, they they weren't really. We would listen to the radio in the car, but a lot of times my mom would listen to sports talk radio, mm-hmm. um, and or like mix, you know, the best of the. I remember when it was best of the sixties, seventies, and today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then sixties, seventies, eighties, and today. But like, yeah, that that type of stuff. Like, they didn't. They weren't really. The Bengals, I remember, we listened to the tape. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beach Boys, we listened to some Beach Boys tapes in the car. Did you, uh, what, what was the next stuff you listened to after listening to this album? What did you Ooh. leap to? Well, and how, um, did you, how did you know to leap? Did you have friends who were listening to comedy, or did you have to seek it out yourself? Well, I, I kind of, there weren't too many leaps until... You know, I was just watching Comedy Central more, mm-hmm. or um, when the internet, like, went, once 99 came around, mm-hmm. um, then uh, I was able to find all this random comedy from Napster. Yeah. And just, like, um, that's how I found George Carlin, and that's how I found um, just, uh, that's I think that's the first I heard, actually heard, just heard Rodney Dangerfield. Okay albums and th- things like that and it's just able to find all these classic I'd listen to the celebrity Jeopardies like they were okay. designed yep. for for music because I had uh, by ten, by 2000 I had a CD player that could also play MP3s of course of course uh, <laughs> I remember that you burn the MP3s onto a data disc mm-hmm. and then throw throw that in there um, but yeah I mean I where where do I leap to next I mean, I remember the next comedy album that I specifically went out and bought was the Crank Yankers album. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I loved Crank Yankers. Uh-huh. Maybe not the next, because there might have been Weird Al in between. Okay, you know? sure. Um, but I definitely listened to that Crank Yankers album a lot. Um, I even, at one point, this might have been around 2011, no, excuse me, 2001, um, I think I bought a CD called How to Be Funny. Uh-huh. Uh, from Amazon. Amazing. Uh, but by that point, I was, like, trying to make every... Like, I wrote my term paper about basketball mm-hmm. and, awesome. in English, in, you know, 11th grade or whatever, yeah. and just, like, um, about the theory of humor. Like, by that point, I was just, like, a That's nerd awesome. about just the idea of humor yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always find it interesting as to which comedians uh, break that stuff apart and which don't do it in the same way. Like, I, I, I have no problem talking about comedy because I'm not afraid it's going to fall apart in my hands. Some people don't like to talk about it because they don't think it's funny anymore. Right. I'm not really worried about that. That's an OCD thing. I don't really give a shit. I think shit's still funny if it's funny. Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, did you start trying to break that stuff apart early or is it when you got a little bit older when you're like, oh, no, this means this and it's just like there's fucking math to it. You know, I, it was later... <laughs> And it was definitely, I mean, I remember watching um, uh, that fan on uh, Last Comic Stand. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, to the nth degree, mm-hmm. was, like, so specific about every movement, every word, uh-huh. every everything. And he had these, the, I remember them showing these books of, like, all this stuff that okay. he kept notes of. Yeah. And charts. Mm-hmm. And just, like... The craziness insane. it's insane mm-hmm. and you can like i make a youtube video i can go and look and i can see where people like sure. watching and sure. where people aren't watching yeah um 
I try not to think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is interesting to to kind of study and look into as long as you're not then trying to apply that right. as a formula exactly. or something like that. But I did I took two class two humor classes in college. Mm-hmm. Um, one was great and one was terrible. <laughs> um, one was uh, ancient humor and it was in the classical studies department. Interesting. Okay. And it was a 200 level course that I took in my senior year mm-hmm. uh, and it was I mo- 15% of your grade was telling a joke to the class. Oh, shit. 15% of your grade was writing a two-page anecdote that you considered funny. Okay. 15% was writing a response to someone else's anecdote oh, wow. uh, about whether it was humorous or not from an academic standpoint. Okay. Um, what was that? Uh, 15% was a five-page essay. Five-page. Uh-huh. <laughs> about a topic which he... He had 36 topics. He gave you a specific one mm-hmm. and gave you a beginning source to start at. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote it the night before. It's the only time I've gotten 100% on an essay, uh-huh. and that's only because I brought in a source, from the, and then the rest was an, uh, a multiple-choice exam. Uh-huh. Uh, and great prof, loved humor, loved his style, rarely went to the lectures because they were at 8.30 on Friday morning and that's crazy. <laughs> that's just crazy yeah. talk. Um, and they were some on Tuesday at 11 or something like that. Um, but then uh, I was able to take a source from my film humor course mm-hmm. and say oh, well, they haven't applied this thought over here. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> but the film humor course I took was taught by the experimental film professor. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Yep. Oh. And and th- what really sucked was by the time because it was a three hundred level course, and once you get to that point, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot more about making presentations okay. and seeing other people's like what other people consider humorous and, yeah. and them leading a class discussion right. based on what they're bringing in. Okay. And okay, I okay. remember this one. Uh, girl brought in her brother ran some body modification website <laughs> and so she brought in like it, like testicles the size of grapefruit video oh. saline and just like sledgehammers on dicks oh. and just like all this and she talked about how it was how that was humorous oh. for they were they were considered it humorous blah 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 fortunately in that case the professor was able to be like no uh-huh, um, uh-huh. A, 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 shortly after she finished, but um, <laughs> but mostly like we we would watch you know these these weird Swedish movies yeah, and yeah. we would watch um, I mean you know like th- there was this one half hour the way things work is just like it's just a Rube Goldberg that goes for like okay. half an hour really cool that's awesome film sure. you don't think about watching that in your film humor course no you don't no, uh, no. No. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was uh. it was crazy, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy to st- talk about in study the the theory of comedy. Sure, yeah, but I, I think you've got a very good point. I think it's one reason why a lot of people who practice comedy don't like to, because they just psych themselves the fuck out. Yeah, you know, and, and I get that. I understand that. It just has to come down to, y- yes, this stuff works because of this wet reason, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can consider that a rule and. To the same way that Emo Phillips breaks so many rules 100%. of hip of not hip hop of stand up, <laughs> he breaks every hip hop rule. To hip-hop. be fair, all the rules of hip hop are broken by Emo Phillips. Um, he breaks every rule of stand up, yeah. and uh, 
and it's great. Yeah. So yeah, you can study it, and then you can break those rules 100%, yeah. because you've you know what people are expecting. You yeah. know the rhythm that people feel, and that's why like movies like Airplane and things like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's able to take things and amplify it, yeah. and. and really t- twist everything you're thinking or UHF yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah back to emo yeah do you or I always like to ask people if you're going to recommend this album to somebody who's never heard emo Phillips doesn't know anything about him you know how can you condense why this would be an important album to listen to ah uh, um well this is an important album to listen to because uh oh you're starting at essay style no oh <laughs> uh, sorry many and varied reasons I'm kidding I'm no. just fucking with you no, I'm fucking with you are. I know you are no you're giving me time to think no you know why you know why it's because it'll make you laugh yeah and if you like stand up then it will make you think about stand up mm-hmm. because you're gonna be listening to it and at first you probably won't like it mm-hmm. at first you're gonna be like why is he talking like this? <laughs> yeah. And up and down and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> why should I? Blah, blah, blah. Like um, but it's it'll it's a forty-two minute, forty-minute listen, and it will forty minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, and and you'll walk away happy and smiling. And then you'll know who Emo Phillips is, but you'll have no idea who Emo Phillips is. That's true. <laughs> All right, what do you have to plug? I want to make sure that uh, people what can do find you. What do I have to plug? Yes, oh, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Tumblr. Um, uh, at Jason Picard mm-hmm. on Twitter, J-A-S-O-N-P-I-C-K-A-R. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said J-A-S-P-I-C-K. It doesn't mean <laughs> uh, Jason Picard, P-I-C-K-A-R. There's a C in there. There's no D. Um you know, I'm not Jean-Luc, but I do have the same initials as mm-hmm. him. That's awesome. Um, uh, you can also... Um, oh, if, if you want to add Cousin Roommates on YouTube, okay. uh, that's a new channel I've started with my roommate cousin uh, where we are doing comedy. You'll see a first Kiss parody up there that we did. Nice. Um, we, we got up by the Saturday. It was uh-huh. like right on the cusp of Timely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could only get the shoot together by Friday nah, night. Totally. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, uh, you just Google my name, Jason Picard. Uh, you'll find YouTube. You'll find Twitter. You'll find my advertising portfolio if you want to look at that for whatever reason. <laughs> I write advertising for a living. If you want to pay me money to do that, you can, nice. you can do that. Um, Literally, oh my gosh! Oh, uh, Two Bit Waltz is a movie that's premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. I had the pleasure of playing a rabbi in one scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely no comedy for my part, but it is a comedy with uh, Clara Mamet, uh, written and directed by Clara Mamet, starring her, uh, the kid from Moonrise Kingdom, and okay. William H Macy. Uh, so if you if you see Two Bit Waltz. Uh, around you can see me play a rabbi for about 20 seconds uh-huh. uh, uh, and you should see that movie because um, if if you let her know that you did it because of me then maybe she'll cast me in her next one there you go <laughs> <laughs> love it I mean, to be fair, that impressive beard would be hard. Yes, that's, that's, no, that's, that's it's a, a good-thinking beard. Good. Yep. Oh, Chosen, C-H-O-Z-I-N-N. Of course. Um, grabandrain.com, listen to the single. Love it. Uh, album's going to be coming out soon. Just follow on Twitter, follow on Instagram. Same thing, at Jason Picard. 
Jesus, a lot of stuff. That to is, plug. that's good though. That's fine. Yeah, uh, the wrap up. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, we're we're recording tomorrow the March wrap up. It's a video. Maybe you'll see it. I don't know where you'll find it, but it's a video <laughs> where we rap about what happened in March. It's the <laughs> March wrap up. Awesome. Uh, it's gonna be good. I love it. It's gonna be really good. Jason, thank you so much. Thank this, you. This, this has been so fun. I, I enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed your, your massive pizza slice. Yo, it was a pretty good pizza slice. I'm glad we were able to to really let everyone know about mm-hmm. my eating habits. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I wasn't planning on eating before I came mm-hmm. here, but, um, you know, for whatever reason, I had to wait a little bit. Uh, my I, fault. I figured I'd pick up a slice of pizza. I didn't realize I'd be mocked for it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, this is such a great show. Such a good idea for a show. Thank this you. is wonderful. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for listening and obviously have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. Comedy on Vinyl.